Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to wake up. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Lankford in with you up until 6 o'clock. Hope you had a terrific weekend. It was a wild sports weekend as there was the record amount of college upsets on Saturday night. Uh, You had a couple of good UFC fights going on for UFC fight night. Yesterday, you had the Jazz and the Suns. The Suns couldn't pull it off, so it felt like that was the perfect time for the Warriors to get this win over the Dallas Mavericks as they're going to go up for a four-game road trip. And then this happened. Well, this is a huge loss because Phoenix lost today and Memphis won last night. Curry pulls up after the second free throw is missed. Shot up no good. Buzzer sounds. Your final is Don just made one of two. 107-101, the final. Dallas gets the victory, and the Warriors now go on this very tough stretch of games. Not feeling good, but with some question marks. The Warriors go over eight minutes without scoring a point there in the fourth quarter. Oh, they gave up a 21-point lead. They couldn't seem to get past that 21-point lead. It was eight minutes and 29 seconds to be exact with the amount of time that they didn't score. And after a 26-1 run from Dallas, it was just too much. It was just too much. Now, 888-957-9570. That's the text line and the phone number. My question is, is that the type of loss to you that really takes your mind off of getting the number one seed already? Because I'm really at the point where I want to see Draymond come back. Looks like he's going to be practicing with the team. I want to see what Wiseman looks like. Clay Thompson was out on Saturday's uh, out of Saturday's practice due to illness, and then subsequently would miss yesterday's game. I just want to see the Warriors now get to the playoffs and be healthy. That number one seed is still in reach, still in reach. But with the amount of games that you have left on the season, and going up against this Dallas Mavericks team, who they're they're pretty good, but they do not have a good road record. They're thirty. They were thirty six and twenty four heading into yesterday's game, fifteen and fourteen in away games, and now you increase that number by one uh, in the left side of the column. So they're thirty six and twenty five overall, sixteen and fourteen away. It was just a bad loss. It was a bad loss last night, and I think this is the type of type of game that's going to change the way that we look at the season, really in one game. Because the road trip that you have is not easy, and we'll get to the we'll get to the schedule in just a second. But also, last night, I don't know how, and even after two nights off, they just looked tired in the fourth quarter. That's what happened. It looked like they were just running out of gas, and not only on on offense, but on defense, too. Now, some of these guys just weren't knocking down shots. That was that was a huge issue. I mean, <laughs> there was that stretch there with, what, just under five minutes left in the game. It didn't feel like anyone was scoring. It was just back and forth, brick after brick after brick. But Luka Doncic and Spencer Dinwiddie, they were just too much in the fourth quarter. And I know they had the 20-point lead, but that was the type of game. That was the one for me where I thought, all right, fourth quarter, there's going to be garbage time. 
This is the when they had Steph, the way that they were allocating his minutes, when they had him in the beginning of the third quarter, then they sat him towards the uh, back end of the third quarter, then you start him at the beginning of the fourth quarter. That's the type of rotation there where I think Steve Kerr was hoping by the time that Steph would be out of the game in the fourth quarter, whatever that would be. That would be the time, and he would stay until about five minutes, uh, five forty-five left in the game. Then he would take about a minutes, le- uh, minutes break, and come back uh, with about four minutes left. But that's the type of rotation right there where you're thinking, "All right, we're going to blow them out. We're just going to put Steph here to start the fourth quarter because it doesn't normally happen that way. We're going to have him start the fourth quarter, and then we're going to capitalize and try and get up by." you know, 25, 30 points with under 10 minutes left in the game. That way we could take him out maybe with maybe with seven or eight minutes left and then you can let Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody and, and Nemanja Bialica, Jordan Poole, you could let him run wild. But that didn't end up happening. Curry couldn't knock down any shots in the fourth. Nobody could knock down any shots. Here's what Steve Kerr had to say about what happened in that fourth quarter. We kind of lost our spirit and our energy um, when they made that push. You know, I thought we closed the third quarter pretty strong. They had made a good run, and then we closed the quarter strong and went into the fourth with a uh, a 14-point lead. But uh, we we did not sort of maintain our, our grit, you know, coming down the stretch. I thought we just kind of let the momentum get away from us. And, you know, Dallas had all the momentum and they were jumping around on their bench and, you know, our guys were kind of hanging their heads and, and uh, it's a good lesson for us. We've got to, got to understand this is you know, NBA games turn, you know, on a, on a dime. I mean, it just, it, it happens quickly and you got to be able to withstand that. And we can't just say, well, when Draymond and Andre are back, we'll, we'll be better. It doesn't, doesn't matter who's out there. We've got to do a better job of executing under pressure and maintaining confidence. I disagree with that, the last part. I, I do think that, you know, with Steve Kerr, it is just, you know, another loss that they could learn from. And we'll get to what he had to say about developing their young guys, because I think he had a very interesting quote since he started Moses Moody instead of you what you'd expect, which be, which would be starting Jordan Poole at the two spot when Clay Thompson is out. That didn't happen. So I want to get to what Steve Kerr had to say on that. Uh, but that last part that he mentioned, it doesn't matter if you're missing Draymond Green or Andre Iguodala. It doesn't matter who's out there. You need Draymond Green back. You just do. All those lapses that are happening on defense, that's not happening when Draymond Green's on the floor. I firmly believe that with that Nuggets game prior to the All-Star break, that final shot, I don't think Monty Morris is that open if Draymond Green's on the court. I just don't. And, and, And I know it's a hypothetical that we'll never know, but I firmly believe that. And if Draymond were on the court last night, I don't see that happening. Luka is not driving to the hoop that easy. And really, the Mavs were getting a lot of open looks yesterday. It was a relatively boring brand of basketball that they have. It's not that enjoyable to watch. It's just you got to watch, you know... We call we call what's his face Kyle Anderson uh, from the Memphis Grizzlies. We call him slow mo just because he looks like he's moving in slow mo when he's on the court. Luca's almost Luca's the same way, except I mean he's moving a little quicker, and you could just see that he's blowing by uh, blowing by defenders. But it's not a very enjoyable brand of basketball to watch. It's just all right. Let's set a screen for Luca. Let's get him on a matchup that we that he likes. If he can't find an opening and they double team him. All right, we're just going to have we're just going to kick it to the outlet with no other guys moving around. Like that's the difference between the Warriors and the Mavs. At least guys on the Warriors are moving off the ball. Doesn't feel like the guys on the Mavs are really doing that. It's kind of boring. But a lot of guys were getting some open looks and they just were not knocking down these open shots as I knock over my laptop here. Uh but we have seen some struggles from Bielitsa that's continued to be the case. Bielitsa is just, he's just a turnstile on defense. And I'm not one to really look at uh, plus minus every game because I believe that it fluctuates. But when you look at a plus minus in these types of games where your team is up 21 and the other team goes on this streak to make you lose, well, if you look in the minus column, you could see who had the real struggles from this game. Steph 
was in the minus column. That had to do with what went on in the fourth quarter. Steph should not have been in the minus column considering how big of a lead they got when he was on the floor. But Otto Porter Jr., Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, Nemanja Bialica, Damian Lee, they were all in the minus. All in the minus. So really, you can look at that and think, well, there's partially the reason why we lost. It was not good. You know, Jonathan Kaminga, it was a very rookie type of game for Jonathan Kaminga. You know, he had some flashes, as he does every night. Jonathan Kaminga is one of the most exciting players to watch on this team. Whenever double zeros on the court, you want to pay attention. But there were some struggles yesterday, some unnecessary fouls, ones that Luka was able to take advantage of. Um, he had a couple of missed opportunities uh, on offense. You know, missing that dunk was huge. It just it didn't feel like anything was falling the Warriors' way last night. And these uh, and the guys from the bench did not play well. Jordan Poole was over. Over. He only had four points, and that was because of the four free throws that he's knocked down. That's his that's the that's the best that he's been. Now, I'm not gonna go so far as to say um that he's a completely different player when Clay Thompson returned. Because he was relegated to a bench role, and um, really, I thought he's lived up to the occasion. And if you look at the statistics compared to where he was at the beginning of the season to when Clay started, uh, you know the numbers are still the same. The percentages are still the same. The shot attempts they're down a little bit, but no, no more than uh, down two shots, two attempts on average ever since January 9th when Clay returned. But in the month of February. He has not been good shooting the three ball. He's been a- he's been averaging six attempts per game, and he's only been knocking down 27% of them. You can't have that happen from Poole. Everything else is fine. Everything else is fine, but his three-point shooting has been way down, and the month of February has not been good for him. Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins continues to get hot, and then in the fourth quarter starts to... I don't want to say invisible. That's such a that's such a bad way to put it. That's so, that's way too strong. But in the fourth quarter, it seems like you know whatever shooting streak that he's on, whatever he's shown in the first half, which he did yesterday, looked like he was looking good yesterday. But in that second half, and particularly the fourth quarter, he just totally cooled off. And he was only two of five shooting free throws. He had uh, a couple of big ones late in the fourth quarter. He missed the first one, knocked down the second. And then he had that uh, he he was fouled on the three pointer early in the game, and he missed the first two and only knocked down the third one. So not a great game for Andrew Wiggins either. Just all around wasn't great. From the five one zero, triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. That's the Comcast business text line. From the five one zero, Curry was on the ball the first three quarters, then tried to rest him in the fourth quarters by keeping him off the ball game after game with Draymond out. That formula doesn't work. Quit babying our big time players. That's from Phil in Oakland. I really think that the, 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 the minutes for Curry there was strictly based on the fact that I think Kerr thought they were going to get that type of lead where they could just bring in guys for garbage time minutes. Where he could bring them in at the beginning of the fourth and then you know take them out with seven to eight minutes left in the game and that's where you bring in all the guys from the bench. From the 5-1-0, I think Poole needs more run. I heard the broadcast say they didn't want to mess with his role again, but he needs to start. If Clay, uh, where is it? If Clay isn't, huh? Guess the text didn't. Uh, guess the text didn't continue. But I know what you're saying, 5-1-0. And Steve Kerr's reasoning is he doesn't want to mess with it. He doesn't want to mess with it. Steve uh, Steph Curry talked about that too, and we'll get to what they had to say about the game next. But triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's get to the implications of this game. I do want to get to what Steve Kerr had to say uh, about developing the the young players because he had a very interesting quote here uh, that I want to get to. But the implications from this game, where the Warriors are at within the Western Conference, and just how far is that number one seed? We'll get to that next. Stephen Langford on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Good morning, everybody. Hope you're having a terrific Monday. Hope your weekend was good. Gotta admit, it's very strange on a Sunday. Waking up at, you know, 8 or 9 o'clock, whatever it is. I don't wake up late anymore. I just don't. It's what happens when you wake up early every single morning. I wake up and expect at 10 o'clock, alright, time to turn on a little red zone. Maybe there's a Niner game on at the 10 10 a.m. slate. Time to turn that on. Nope. Nope. Far gone. Kind of odd. We'll get used to it, though. We'll get back into the swing of things. Instead, I get to watch Chelsea just completely blow a Carabao Cup final. Whew. That was... I don't know if anyone saw that. It was Chelsea versus Liverpool. It was a nil-nil game. Chelsea had a billion opportunities, and the same with same with Liverpool, too. I don't know how the hell that game was nil-nil toward the end. Went to extra time. They didn't score an extra time. It goes to penalties. Every single player who took a penalty shot made it, so it came down to the goalkeepers. Then the goalie for Liverpool hit one in like he's messy, and then the goalie for Chelsea airmails it. Boom! Gone! Liverpool win. Just a Just a brutal morning. And then you had this game with the Warriors and the Mavs, and that's what the focus is going to be on today. I could go on for the next hour uh, about Chelsea and Liverpool and what's going on with Roman Abramovich. I I recommend you check out the story on that because of his his, uh, ties with Russia and him being a billionaire and an oligarch in Russia owning owning the Chelsea Football Club. It's really fascinating what's going on uh, with that. But last night's loss was not good. Well, this is a huge loss because Phoenix lost today and Memphis won last night. Curry pulls up after the second free throw is missed. Shot up no good. Buzzer sounds. Your final is Dodgers made one of two. 107-101 the final. Dallas gets the victory and the Warriors now go on this very tough stretch of games. Not feeling good but with some question marks. From the Comcast Business text line at 888-957-9570 My question is, how much are you thinking about the number one seed? Of course, you could text in with your thoughts on the game if you'd like. uh, What you think went wrong in that fourth quarter when the Mavericks went on a 25-1 to run. The Warriors couldn't get their lead over 21. It felt like they were hovering within that 18 to 20 range for a large portion of the game. And then in the second half, they they just couldn't pull away and couldn't knock down a shot in the fourth quarter. And the thing that had me going was just how tired they looked. You know, we, we said so much that they needed the All-Star break. They need the All-Star break. So they have one game back. They beat the Blazers. The Blazers are not a good team. So naturally, they're going to beat them. You know, they crush them by over 30. And then you have two days off. You figure it's the perfect time. All right, you get this win over the Mavs if you, as you're coming up on a tough road trip. And not only a tough road trip, but a tough schedule ahead overall. And the Suns just lost, and you ended up losing this game? It was not good. It was not good. But from the Comcast Business text line from the 925, Poole was upset he didn't start. He's not a true pro. All right, I can, I can agree with the first part. Of course he was upset that he didn't start. Very odd time for Kerr to do this because Clay Thompson was out with an illness on Saturday. He missed Saturday's practice. Then he ended up missing yesterday's game. And Kerr decided to start Moses Moody in Clay Thompson's spot in the starting five instead of Jordan Poole. And his reasoning is that he wants to get 
Jordan Poole some more time consistently from a bench role. But it doesn't make much sense because any time that Klay Thompson's been out ever since he's returned, ever since he's been back on January 9th, I mean, Poole started. Poole started. He had 22 points in the first game that he started since uh, Clay was gone. Or, excuse me, he had 11 uh, in, in one game. But that was when Clay was still uh, on the bench there. But from the first game where Clay was out, 22 points. Next game when Clay was out, 20 points. Next game that he started, 20. Then the next, another 20. And then you had 31 in another game that he started in his 33 minutes on the floor. So I don't know why he decided to do it now. As I mean, if you're if if you're going to say you wanted some some consistency there, then why did you start him when Clay was out in those previous games? Feels like that's just a I, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. But Jordan Poole didn't respond well. He went 0 for 7 overall, 0 for 4 from three. His only four points were based on four free throw makes. It just wasn't great. Here's what Steph had to say about Jordan Poole. I mean, he's been asked to do a lot of different things this year, and he's still, you know, coming into his own as an experienced player that has had some success, has had some, you know, some struggles. But you know, honestly, he he just making sure he's engaged. That's the biggest thing. I mean, no matter again if he's making shots or not, or what I mean, minutes he's playing, just making sure he's engaged on both ends because he's going to help us. He's going to help us win games when it matters and. For him to be who he wants to be in this league, I think he has to have a little bit of versatility in terms of being able to play, you know, different styles and, you know, sometimes start, sometimes off the bench, sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes 15. Like, you got to be able to, you know, be yourself through all of those kind of situations. You know, at some point we all kind of go through that. So I think he's built for it. He's going to have something to show for it. And then here's what Steve Kerr had to say about starting Moody over Poole. I like Moses a lot. He gives us... uh a little more size. Um, I wanted to replace Clay's size defensively and keep our, our rotation the same off the bench. So that's why I started Moses, and uh, I have a lot of faith in him. I think he's going to be a, a really good player for us. And when we get these chances to develop our young guys, we take them. And um, it's funny when we when we win eight in a row, and you know the stories are. You know, look at the Warriors developing their young guys and winning, but you're going to lose some games too. And so you just have to accept that, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be ups and downs like there were tonight for, for a lot of our young guys. It's all part of the process. And, uh, it'd be great to just win every game and, and say, you know, isn't this fantastic? It just doesn't work that way. I mean, what more can you say there? What more can you say? <laughs> How, how are we supposed to respond to that one? Because, okay, you're starting Moody and you think that he gives you good size, whatever, but the fact is your better player in Jordan Poole couldn't get going from the bench. And he could have from that starting five. But look, it a lot of players had struggles. It's not just Jordan Poole. Nobody could talk, knock down a shot uh, in the fourth quarter and the defense in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was terrible. Luca had 22 points, and he was 7 of 8 from the line. I mean, it was just, all right, Luca, get the ball, set a screen with Kleber or whoever else. All right, let's see if I get the matchup that we want. I'm just going to drive to the hoop. No problem. They, I think this all stems back to they are missing Draymond Green bad terribly they need him back that's that's what i look if i'm just looking at this on a on a game by game basis and not from the larger picture man they just needed draymond in a lot of these games and there there's a reason that there's been some inconsistency and that the rotations have been out of funk that there hasn't been really anything solidified even in this last third of the season because you don't have draymond green on the floor it's not just the value of what he brings on, on on offense and defense. It's not just the value he brings there, but just the consistency of the rotations and knowing the matchups, knowing when to get guys in. It's just, I, I think Steve Kerr has had uh, a, a tough time with that lately. Now, granted, they went on an eight-game win streak, uh, eight-game winning streak, which is nothing to scoff at. But these last few games just have not been good. They just haven't been good, and it's just I don't know what they need to figure out.
From the 209, everyone was off last night, and honestly, some bad coaching moves. Interesting. Uh, but here's what Steph had to say about getting the number one seed. It's all perspective. Like, yeah, we'd love to have the one seed and be dumb to say we wouldn't, but I don't think we're in a position where we can look at anything other than us just trying to win games at this point and how we're playing and being consistent with that. That means we get hot and go on a run to finish the year and close the gap. That'd be great. Personally, I feel like we're confident we can go win a series on the road if that's what it takes to, you know, come out the West at the end of the day. But we got a lot of work to do before we can even start, you know, thinking about that. For us, is got to have some tunnel vision on, like, what we need to do to uh, be our best selves, you know, these last 21 games because – we haven't done that consistently enough. Now, the four-game road trip consists of going to Minnesota tomorrow to face the Timberwolves, which is uh, when we need – this is when we need to see an Andrew Wiggins all four quarters, blows them out of the water game. That's the, the, the Timberwolves, he always plays well against them, just like Carl Anthony Towns said uh, with one of their earlier matchups. Then you're again on the road to face Dallas again, and then on the Saturday, you're facing the Lakers, who just lost to the Pelicans last night. I mean, the, the Lakers are at the point where LeBron's getting booed in Crypto.com Arena, getting booed in the crypt. And then you go on Monday to face Denver, which is a very tough matchup uh, if your only big men on the floor are Kavon Looney and Nemanja Bialica. And then you have Jonathan Kaminga playing the small ball five. Very tough matchup there. Then you go to play the Clippers, who with Avika Zubats, they always cause problems. Then you face the Nuggets again. So the road trip is tough. I mean, four of their next... Six games are on the road, or excuse me, five of their next six games are on the road. They needed this win if they wanted to have the chance at the number one seed. I don't think the number one seed really is in the cards anymore. Like, that's how crucial this game was, getting this win. With the Suns losing last night, it was set up right there. It was right there for you. Now, the Grizzlies are the three seed. They ended up getting a win over the weekend. They're one and a half games back. So you're looking at the danger of getting the three seed right now. You are. If you can't if you can't manage to stack up these wins, it's not to say this is how the team is going to play the rest of the way. They could look like a completely different team the next game, but last night was just a debilitating loss. Debilitating loss when these guys looked tired in the fourth quarter. All right. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. That's the Comcast business text line and the phone number. Want to continue to take your texts and calls? I know we got a couple of people on hold. I will get to you after the break, and we'll continue to discuss the the struggles of the Warriors here on ninety five seven. The game. Now back to the pregame show on ninety five seven. The game. Here's Stephen Langford. morning, everybody. Hope you had a terrific weekend. And I know it did not end well yesterday as the Warriors lose a tough one to the Mavericks 107-101. to We got a couple of callers here at 888-957-9570. If you want to get in, we got Anthony and Mitch. You can also weigh in at the Comcast Business text line with how you're feeling after yesterday's game. I uh, want to get to a couple of more clips from Steve Kerr. But then I also want to get to Draymond Green because Draymond uh, spoke to the media yet again and gave an update on uh, what's going on with him. So we will get to that. Uh, but let's get to Anthony in Oakland who wants to weigh in on the Warriors' loss to the Mavericks. What's going on, Anthony? Good morning, Stephen. So uh, I got like a couple of things. One is uh, we got to stop making excuses for Draymond's absence. Like the guys have had enough time to adjust and understand how to play without him. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I know he gets stepped the ball and things like that, but like other people are, other people like Looney and some of the other players are, they have the ability to do that. And I mean, these guys had a 21 point lead. There's honestly no excuse. You go, I don't know, however many minutes it was without scoring a bucket. That's on you guys, man. Get to the cup. Stop settling for threes. Yeah. And part of that is these guys, they just settle for threes instead of driving to the bucket and getting to the line. And, and uh, you'd at least get into the line. And, uh, all this Jordan Poole nonsense, it doesn't matter if he starts or comes off the bench. He needs to be ready to play. Like, and you mentioned that, like, you know, the Mavs play at Boren brand the ball. They won, and they came back. 
from 21 points. So I don't care if it's boring or not. They got to the bucket. Then Whitty was out there making people look like clowns and losers. Like, stop settling for threes. Get to the bucket and score easy buckets so we can get some, so we can get into a rhythm. These guys just chuck up threes and when they don't, when they don't hit, the other team is going down the other way, 94 feet for easy buckets in the paint. Appreciate the phone call, Anthony. Thank you so much. Now, to the Draymond point, I get the adjustments thing on offense. I understand that. But I don't think there's a way to adjust on defense without Draymond on the floor. I think he's that important. I really do. Like, you can try and make adjustments as much as you can, but there's nothing you can do. There's no amount of adjustments that you can make to replace what he brings on the defensive end. That I get it on offense. And on offense, it looked like they were finding their flow, actually. They they were getting open looks yesterday. They were doing the same thing against the Blazers, too. They looked very comfortable. The one word was fluid that we used to describe uh, that game against the Blazers. But defensively, I really don't think there's many adjustments you can make to replace Draymond. That's really what I was getting at there. Um, and we will get to what Draymond had to say uh, 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 with his media availability yesterday, so I do want to get to that. But um, the other thing with with Jordan Poole, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. What I was trying to tell you wasn't, you know, it's not me saying, oh yeah, Jordan Poole's good just because he wasn't in the starting five. That's That okays him for having an 0 for a game. No, of course he needs to be ready to play. But there seems to be a correlation there. It's just a very odd time for Kerr to not start him in Clay's place and say that, well, we want to get him some regular bench minutes and keep him you, keep him consistent with his playing time, okay. But whenever he's been in the starting five, it's because Clay's been out, so why start now? And any time that he was in the starting five, he's scoring 20-plus points at least. We haven't seen that type of game from Jordan Poole in a very long time. I'm not saying that would have made a difference in the game, but... I, I, there had to have been a lack of motivation there, but you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. He needs to, no matter where he plays, he needs to score something. I mean, I know he had the four points, but good Lord, just very frustrating. Very frustrating. All right, let's get to Mitch in New Jersey who wants to weigh in. What's going on, Mitch? How's it going, Steve? Good show. Um, um, I, I like all their guards. And I'm missing three guys. Will all these guys get come back healthy? I'm talking about the, the teams in the top four in the Western Conference. There's going to be something down the stretch. So I don't think it's so much where you see it is going to be so, so important as long as you, um, you're playing well defensively. Once you get back um, Green and and uh, Wiseman, that'd be something. But all these guys they've been drafting, they, they pass up the best one and um, Ball. I think that was something that had Ball. They really have a small lineup, but it, the, the, the scoring power would have been tremendous. I think you're going to rule the day that you pass up on ball. Well, I guess you, I guess you are already. But um, that's really, that's really, that's really what your takeaway was from this game, Mitch. <laughs> was it? Was it? No, wow, I mean, they really, they really messed up on passing up on Lamelo Ball. That's what I look at from last night's loss. Really? Well, I'm just overall, but you're right. But I, I, I believe I like pool, and you gotta like uh, Moody. I, I want to see you know it's playing. Yeah, I think just finishing the top four. You're not going to be in the playing game this year, at least. Mm. All right. Appreciate the phone call, Mitch. Right, thanks, Steve. Appreciate you. You know, I, I think last night, too, again, it, it just wasn't Jordan Poole. It was, it was everybody. Steph couldn't knock down a shot when he was in there the fourth quarter. Um, they sat him with a little bit of time left in the third so they can give him minutes at the beginning of the fourth. I feel like that was a the type of rotation there where Steve Kerr, and I've said this already twice on the show, uh, where Steve Kerr, wanted to start him because he thought that that was going to be the moment the Warriors blew them out. Where he thought, okay, we're going to gain a little more of a lead here, and then, you know, four or five minutes into this quarter, I'll be able to sit Steph for the rest of the game and let everyone try and eat. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. They just didn't knock down any shots and couldn't play defense on the Mavs. And then it it, it, it put his minutes all out of whack. Then he, would, then he sat him with 545 left in the game, brought him back in with just under four minutes left in the game. It was just very, very odd. Very odd. From the 510, this is from Oreo Cookie. 
put this loss on Kerr. Why didn't he rest Steph early in the fourth when we were still up by double digits? If Luca rests, if Luca rests, Steph rests. Kid out coached him last night. Kerr seemed clueless and tired of himself. Kerr does the, these rotations that are going in there, man. It's just they're all so random. You know, they're all very random. It's all based on matchups. I understand that, but it feels like it changes game to game. You know, you can't really look at this lineup and just think, all right, I know what's going to happen now. I know where Steph's minutes are going to be. I know where Clay's minutes are going to be. It varies. It varies a lot. And I don't know how much you want that going into the playoffs. And and I and I wouldn't be surprised cuz we got the we got the deadline coming up, and that's the deadline to waive players. I know it's going to cost some money because they'd still be on the hook for his uh for his contract. But man, I would not be shocked if they waived Nemanja Bjelica and then tried to get someone in the buyout market. Nemanja Bjelica is is damn near unplayable now. The only reason you have to is because you're missing out on all your guys and you need bodies you need bodies. But you need and you needed one last night too, but man, it's just he's a he's a sieve. The turnstile. Just guys go right through him every single time. It is it, <laughs> what you're gonna take him on the perimeter. Okay, well he's just gonna blow right by you. It doesn't matter whether whether it's Dinwiddie or Luka Doncic, whoever it is. I mean, if these guys are smaller than you, they're gonna get by him on defense. And you know he can knock down a three every now and then, which is nice. But the turnovers, the defense, what he brings, I don't know, man. I wouldn't be surprised if he's if he's waived. Uh, let's get to the next caller here at triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Got to produce live on air now. Got to take your calls live on air because I'm in the producer studio doing this show. All right, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Steven, it's Robin. Robin! How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Hi. I'm fine, sweetheart. So, listen, nobody's going to agree with me about this. First of all, Warrior fan, you know, is blaming the curve. You know, I told someone, just wait till it all, till they start losing. It's going to be cursed fault. Look at the roster. People talking about the rotations. Look at the roster. Look at your personnel. I've always said this from day one. The Warriors got, oh, first of all, first of all, give me a little time here. you got to put things in perspective here, okay? Mm-hmm. First of all, look at the goal. They're trying to accomplish two things. First of all, last night's game was disappointing, but I was not surprised because I thought at the beginning of the season, I wonder how long they're playing great defense sustainable to cover up for their flawed roster and their offense, in particular shooting. You cannot expect a Jordan Poole, who is a G-League player, who has made great strides, to take it to the promised land. Just It doesn't happen like that. You don't go from a seventh seed to a championship team, okay? Look at their four through seven, and look at their roster compared to other four top teams four through seven. And then you got to start to really seriously question how good is still the one through three compared to the others one through three. I mean, you got to start being realistic about this. Okay, so they're making great strides. You're trying to develop young players for the future and win right now, and they're trying to do it with restrict, with, with, with restrict finances, okay? And so the roster, the personnel, you need talent, and all of a sudden, you know, I don't know. I don't know why this should be a surprise to anyone. I really don't. And this thing about Wiseman, why is anyone expecting Wiseman to, to, to help given what we seen from him last year? And you got the damn coach telling you that don't expect a lot from him. I mean, people need to wake up. This is not 2015-16-17 championship teams. This is a whole different thing going on here. And I'm quite frankly, I'm intrigued by the process. And I just think they don't have any cohesiveness. They're young. They're old. And I'm loving watching to see how this front office is going to really put it all together. And I think it'll be greater later. Mm. Peace out, Stephen, and thank you for the time. Baby. Of course, Robin. Robin's the best, by the way. Met her in person a couple of times at some station functions. Fantastic. So, 
when she talks about developing the young guys while also winning at the same time, we've been wonder we we've been bewildered at how Kerr's been able to do both. Right? Something that's not very common. And Robin might be onto something here. You know, we've been seeing a mix of both. Somehow you're still winning games, developing the young guys, getting everyone touches. But now it just seems like they're developing. They're trying to develop the young guys. That's what Steve Kerr said yesterday uh, when he was talked about starting Moses Moody. I like Moses a lot. He gives us uh, a little more size. Um, I wanted to replace Clay's size defensively and keep our our rotation the same off the bench. So that's why I started Moses, and uh, I have a lot of faith in him. I think he's going to be a a really good player for us. And when we get these chances to – develop our young guys we take them and um it's funny when we when we win eight in a row and you know the stories are you know look at the warriors developing their young guys and winning but you're going to lose some games too and so you just have to accept that uh you know there's there's going to be ups and downs like there were tonight for for a lot of our young guys it's all part of the process and uh it'd be great to just win every game and and say you know, isn't this fantastic? It just doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. And man, if you want to know why nationally you're not seeing a lot of love for Jonathan Kaminga, you know, a lot, I I do I definitely agree with anyone who thinks that he should have been uh, put on the Rising Stars roster for the All Star game to start out instead of just being a fill in. I definitely agree there, uh, but. When people are asking why are people down on Kaminga, it's because they're not watching him every night. And then when they have a game on national TV, when you have a game on ESPN, and that's where a lot of people are watching the Warriors, you know, 4.30 start yesterday, a little later than that, maybe 4.47. Who's, but who's, who's really keeping time? But Kaminga did not have a good game yesterday. And that's the type of game where it's, you know, you watch one, and then you feel like that speaks for every other game. But that was just one relatively bad game for Jonathan Kaminga last night. I still think him and Moses Moody are both going to be very good players. But if you, you know, whenever you ask the question, why are why is the national media so down on Kaminga? Why are they not giving him enough love? Because you have performances on national TV like that. Just, it was, it was not good last night. It was not good overall for the team. I mean, they had a 21-point lead. Then Dallas went on a 26-1 to run. They were taking advantage of everything. The Warriors weren't able to stop a nosebleed, as the cliche goes, and they weren't able to knock down any shots. Weren't able to knock down any shots, and a lot of them were hitting the front of the rim, and when those hit the front of the rim, that shows us that they are tired. From the 5-1-0... To Robin's point, my counterpoint is the play I saw at the beginning of the season. They took down the Suns convincingly without Clay. I don't think what I saw was a mirage. It was championship basketball. And and we've seen that before. But I'm 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 really I know, I sound like a broken record, and Anthony in Oakland, who called in earlier, is gonna be very angry that I'm mentioning this one more time. But a lot of it is Draymond Green's value to the team. I really believe that. Like, I think when he gets back, I think they're going to look like the team that we have seen before. The team that you don't think 5-1-0 was a mirage. The team that you saw playing some championship type of basketball. Like, I disagree with Robin when she says that, you know, the three that we have, look at the other teams one through threes and compare it to ours. Well... Within the Western Conference, if you do end up getting Clay, Steph, and Dre back on the court along with Wiggins, I'm liking the look of that starting five. That's all I'm saying. I'm liking the look of that starting five. Now, Draymond. We're wondering what's happening with Draymond. And I actually kind of like this. We're getting a lot of uh, we're, we're getting a lot a lot of updates from him. He's not letting reports, you know, he's not letting reports dictate when he's coming back. So here's what he had to say yesterday to his media availability 
and talking about how many games he needs to ramp up. Uh, if it was up to me, it'd be 20, but I don't think that's realistic. So just as soon as, as like I said, as soon as I feel like I'm whole and can get back out there and get my feet back under me and get my feel back before the playoffs, great. If that's 15 games, fantastic. If it's 10, then I'll make do. If it's five, then the five's going to have to work. Uh, and that's just kind of where I am. As far as contact scrimmaging, hopefully that'll come sooner rather than later. But again, I can't really tell you like, oh, I'm ready for contact scrimmaging because I don't know what that feels like. I don't know what that, that looks like. I don't know, like, where are you from a progression standpoint to where it's like, oh, you're ready for contact now. If it's up to me, I'll tell you I'm ready for contact today. Am I really ready for contact today? Probably not, but if you want me to tell you, I'm ready for contact today. So I, I don't really know. I don't have the answers. Like I said, I, I've never been through it before, so it's not something that I can draw to and be like, all right, when I got to this point, that's when I was ready for contact. I don't, I don't have that luxury, if you will. So just following Rick's lead, taking it day by day, and as he allows me to progress, I go. So he does not need to come back if he is 90%. We want him to come back when he's 100%. That's what we need. Because when I hear disc involved in any injury, an issue with the disc in his back, that's something where it's, okay, take your time. Take your time, especially with how important he is to the team. And this is what he had to say about coming back 100%. I'm trying to stick to as fast as I can possibly get back and be prepare to dominate uh you know i was dominating when i got hurt i I plan on coming back and dominating i don't want to limp back out there and trying to figure it out as i go like i want to come back strong and just stronger than i left so i'm still a little ways away from that and you know that's okay i think we got 22 games left so you know if i can just get some of those under my belt before the playoffs i'll be fine just keep taking it day by day week by week continue to see progress and my progress has been tremendous i think if from where i am today i think if you guys knew where i was eight weeks ago or seven weeks ago it's night and day so very pleased with where i am and just continuing to try to get better and work myself back now we always ask the question what's more important the number one seed or going into these playoffs healthy well the perfect scenario would be both Perfect scenario would be both. You get the team back healthy. Oh, yeah, you go on this little winning streak, and the Suns go on a little losing streak. And, well, actually, it had to be a big losing streak. And then you get back to where you want to be, which is the number one seed and healthy. Fine, but looks like now that the number one seed, you don't want to try and just chase these games, right? You don't want to overcompensate. You know, don't do anything crazy. But you gotta be healthy, you know. I'm not saying you. When you say going after these wins and trying to chase the one seed, we're talking about playing Steph 40 minutes a night. Like I don't think that needs to happen. I don't think that needs to happen. You do need Steph just as much as you need anybody. Clay Thompson. I'd love to see his minutes ramped up, but if you can have him going into the playoffs. I'm feeling good about that. And Draymond spoke to it and says, chasing the one seed, eh, if you're not healthy, it's just not worth it. Of course. It. I mean, if you're healthy, you're always trying to win every game you can win. But if you're not healthy, it's, it's no use of rolling guys out there and risking more injury or some guys a little beat up risking that possibly being getting worse. It's not worth it. So, you know, if you're 100% healthy, which no one is, and you got a chance, go after it. But like I said, I don't I don't see or feel any reason f- to exhaust ourselves trying to chase after it. So that really tells me right there, knowing how brash he is, knowing how forthright he is whenever he's speaking, he would say, oh, we're going after the number one seed if he believed they could get it. That to me right there, that tells me he doesn't believe that they can get the number one seed. And that's fine. That's totally fine. But I think that just shows where we are now and where we should set our expectations uh, as Warrior fans. From the 6-5-0, when the Warriors are up big and they get complacent, it's the coach's job to get the team fired up and back on track. I don't think Kerr does a good job at that. I think he leaves that up to Dre for that. Which it, I think he leaves that up to Dre, which isn't good. I... I I don't know what the communication level is when the Warriors are up big. I don't know what that's like, but no amount of whatever Kerr needs to do to fire them up and get them back on track 
Does that help them knock down shots? Does that, I mean, whatever you say, what are you going to say? Nemanja Bielitsa, you're the best defender in the world. You got to, we got to talk you up. And then you're one-on-one with Luka and you're just going to get blown right by. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know when it comes to all of that. That's just, that, that's within the team. It's an interesting hypothetical that you mentioned there. Because it has been, it has been, you know, it's a repetitive thing when the Warriors do get up big. They start to let that lead slip a little bit. And the Mavs are just not one team you want to let uh, let that happen to. It was just a bad game. Bad game overall. No, Nobody on the bench was any good for the Warriors. The starting five were really uh, the only ones to come out firing. They were keeping things going there in the first half. Uh, but then in the second half, that's where things really started to slip. And they just weren't giving them any scoring. Andrew Wiggins... Uh, stop being uh, as aggressive. I thought I, I don't care, you know how bad his free, his free throw shooting has been. Um, I want him to try and get to the cup as much as possible instead of just settling for. Man, he took this. He took this long two yesterday. It was right inside the three point line. It's like, why are you taking that shot? Why are you taking that shot right now? You don't need to take that shot. Find something better. Everything was being rushed, and you know, as the Mavericks were putting the pressure on him, the Warriors couldn't overcome that pressure. Didn't help that Jordan Poole uh, went over in this game off the bench. I wonder how he was feeling when he wasn't put into the starting five for the first time since uh, Clay has been uh, for the first time since Clay's been healthy and had to take a game off. Anytime that's happened, Jordan Poole has always played uh, in the starting role, and. Yesterday goes over, but normally he scores an average of twenty. Whatever he started since uh, since Clay's been back from the five one zero. If we learned anything from the seventy three and nine year, it's that you don't win the trophy in the regular season, and I think that we can all agree on that. Let's just hear one more from Draymond here uh, about how he feels. I'm definitely factoring in, but one thing I can assure you uh, right now, I am way stronger than I've ever been in my life. In part due to <laughs> spent six weeks of just sitting in the weight room, doing weight room, and working in there for four and five hours a day. So. If I've ever been prepared for it, I think I'll be more prepared for it this year than ever. Now, in saying that, how many how many centers in this league are you actually worried about taking advantage of you because you're smaller? Not many. <clears throat> There's a few that will take complete advantage of you being small, but there aren't many that can take complete advantage of you being small. And so, a lot of these guys that are centers, like they they're bigger. But they're not really bigger. Like, I mean, they may appear bigger, but they ain't really bigger. It is what it is. We need Draymond back back.